Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 36 of the Aesthetic Doctor podcast. Today, we are having a journey behind the scenes of the skincare industry with Dr. Suzanne Gokul from California. Dr. Suzanne is a CEO and founder of Skin Sutra Skincare, meaning she has developed and launched her own skincare line. She is also a partner in the family business of skincare manufacturing of Aesthetic Formula Incorporated. She is a board certified family physician and a certified aesthetic physician that has now lived and practiced aesthetics in the San Francisco Bay Area for the last 10 plus years. So today you're going to get that special behind the scenes look at the skincare industry. Please help me in welcoming Dr. Suzanne. Welcome Dr. Gokul. So I am excited to have you here and I'm sure are all of our listeners because you are a true expert, not only in aesthetic medicine, but also in skincare. And like we've heard in the intro, you know, you help develop and manufacture skincare lines, including your own skincare line. I just love the idea of sort of getting this inside look behind the scenes of what happens when people, um, you know, start thinking about skincare lines, start using skincare. Um, so, you know, why don't you just start out by what led you towards creating your own skincare line? Absolutely. Thanks, Judith. Um, and please call me Suzanne. I started in skincare. Well, my background is in family medicine. And when early in family medicine, which, you know, I always enjoyed, I kind of loved too many things. And that's probably why it ended up there. I started doing aesthetics and I certified and trained in uh, aesthetic cosmetic treatments. Um, and I always joke, I did it back in the day where we didn't talk about it. Like, you know, I do Botox. It was a secret. And so, um, but I kind of evolved with my patients and with the industry over the years. And, um, the other kind of background on me is that I actually grew up in the skincare industry. So my mom is uh, a chemist and she went into cosmetics and she's worked, you know, her career, she worked at all the big major companies. And then at some point bought out the manufacturing division of a company and then launched her own business. I was a teenager at the time. So I was often, I worked with her every summer. I, um, uh, went in and helped. It was just like a family business, right? My sister and I got pulled in we helped out. But what was also fun is that the um, bigger company often did a lot of shows and teachings and exhibitions. And so they always needed models. So we got pulled in, which was, you know, as a teenager, that how fun is that? So um, those were my initial exposures to skincare um, and just kind of the skin industry, which is um, kind of its own world. It's amazing. And um, 
watching over the years, like we, uh, so in our manufacturing, we do a lot of custom formulations um, and help physicians, med spas, um, estheticians, day spas uh, create their product line. And so they'll come in and be like, I want to do this or I want to do that. I, I want this color. I want this fragrance. And we kind of help them develop that. What's um, also amazing is I feel like my mom is very no nonsense. So she's, you know, all about what's going to work and not the kind of silly, fluffy stuff. I mean, even when we were kids, she wouldn't let us use half the things she made. So um, I feel I have a lot of confidence in the quality of our skincare and what we put into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so basically there was this part of you that was really born into it, right? Like it was in your destiny and your heritage and your stars having a chemist mom. And so you were in the industry, you kind of knew the manufacturing piece back by back, and then you became more interested in aesthetic medicine. But where did the leap come from doing that to saying, you know what, I'm watching all these other people make skincare brands. What, what was it that was lacking in the market that you wanted to come up with your own? Absolutely. Um, so with what skincare is, what I really wanted, um, and when I was targeting my skincare line is, and I had tried a few iterations of this, but it was mostly like kind of in my office, in my clinic. But what I'm seeing is that um, people like, are really subject to a lot of marketing and advertising. And there's so much available. And um, how many of you have a drawer full of products in your bathroom? I mean, I feel like everyone has that because you get talked into it or you get caught up in um, a marketing campaign or a sign or whatever. It's promising the latest and greatest. And what I really felt is that we, what happens then is that you actually don't end up using any of it you know, it sits there because either you've forgotten what it's for, how to use it, or it's just too complicated. And what I really wanted to develop was a skincare system or a routine that was just easy to use, that was targeted, focused, um, it brought you the best of the ingredients and the ones that actually made a difference that were effective and um, kind of put them together in fewer products to really kind of get you using it. Because we're, everyone's busy, right? We all got lots of running around to do and we have all these things and we all want you know, our skin to be healthy. We want it to look good, but we don't want to put the time in or we can't, right? And I mean, how many times have people laid there at night in their bed thinking, I really got to get up and wash my face. So I, I kind of really went, my goal is to one, just demystify the like complicated skincare process because it doesn't need to be that. And I like to joke with people that in my skincare line, we really kind of power packed, um, the punch of 20 products into just three to four steps because we're targeting a lot of products target a lot of the same things. There's a lot of overlap. And so you need to kind of help yourself kind of bring it down and keep it at just a few steps and you'll actually get better results. And so in my aesthetic practice, I saw a lot of my patients, they were coming in willingly plopping down lots of money for a laser or um, injectable treatments, and then not doing anything in between their next visit to me. And sometimes not even using sunscreen. And I'm like, no, 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 we got to change this. So um, it really, this kind of fueled that desire to have um, a uh, more specific, simplified, targeted skincare line. And that's- And I love that. 
Sorry. I, I talk about that drawer of junk all the time that people get from like Sephora or Ulta or wherever. There is just this most random assortment because you're right. There's so much marketing. There's so much confusion. And also, you know, what people don't understand is that not all ingredients and serums work well with one another so if you just randomly mix stuff sort of like in chemistry or you know really anything in life even tasting and scents and all that certain products don't layer well with others so it makes perfect sense to have one simplified skincare line Absolutely. Um, because in a, when you actually look at the active ingredients in some of these products that are like touted to do this for you and do that, you know, and when I look at the ingredients, I'm like, there's nothing in here. There's nothing in here. It's maybe water. It's, it's going to be something that maybe gives you a little boost temporarily, but there's not an actual great active ingredient. And um, what I feel that I can stand behind is that, you know, all our products are, are made in the same lab, by the same kind of chemists and formulators and um, really are designed to like kind of build on each other. Um, and because we are unique and we are the manufacturer, we have the luxury, the flexibility to make our products fresh. So we don't have long shelf lives. Um, most of like uh, any of my orders or um, that people request, I, we don't package it until the order actually comes in. So you're getting like the newest, freshest ingredient, especially for say something like a vitamin C, which has a short shelf life. And people don't realize like they, they say two years, but I, I really feel like it's about 18 months, 12 months. And so you want to be able to use it faster. I love that you brought that up. And it actually it kind of made me want to ask you some follow-up questions. So number one, I kind of, we see that all the time. There's different quality of the same products, right? And unfortunately, sometimes people put on their vitamin C or retinol when there's maybe a whiff of it in the entire bottle, right? Versus buying a dermaceutical grade that has a full 20% of whatever is in there. So will you just um, kind of clarify for this really like behind the scenes skincare discussion, like what allows people to put stuff on a label and, you know, the, sort of the whole concept between filler ingredients and active ingredients? Yeah, absolutely. So well, it's really interesting. Let's just take vitamin C, for example, there's about six different diversions of vitamin C, right? Um, but it's very tricky because just because it says 20% or 10%, 5%, it doesn't always mean that you're getting that because there are certain, um, uh, like the, the certain molecules that you can put in at a higher percentage are actually less stable. So the less stable they are, by the time the consumer goes to apply it and use it, and it's exposed to air or it's been in the bottle for a while, it's actually not effective or it has a very low um, efficacy. So you have to kind of start, and so you kind of, some of it is a trade-off, right? There might be a vitamin, some of the vitamin C's are stronger, but they're less stable. So it depends on like when you buy it and um, how you maintain it. Like, is it in um, like a dark container? Do you keep it in a refrigerator? Um, those types of things, it'll last you longer. There's other molecules that are stronger, uh, sorry, or maybe like a lower percentage, but they're more stable. So you're gonna, at the end of the day, get about the same out of it. 
um, in terms of when you actually take it home, pull it out of the bottle and apply it to your face. So I think a lot of the importance in the, um, is really kind of starting to educate yourself on kind of the key ingredients that make a difference, right? Um, and I, I will say vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, um, alpha hydroxy acids, these all play roles and um, have different benefits. Some of them overlap, but they, um, you just wanna kind of know what you're doing. And just because it promises that it's gonna brighten your face or glow your face or get rid of all your wrinkles, um, you wanna just make sure you know what you're getting. Uh, yeah. And um, I mean, I just want to make sure, though, that you would, didn't suggest that we're getting the same, whether we buy a grocery store brand vitamin C versus buying like a C for rule, like in terms of concentration and efficacy, right? I, yes, of course. You're absolutely right. So what it is, is that you definitely want, there's a caliber within cosmetics, right? Um, there's like you said, like a drugstore brand versus a spa brand versus a medical brand versus, you know, these um, ones that kind of pull them all together. And, um, but you, you want to kind of be aware of the marketing behind it. You want to look at what the ingredients are in it. And certainly like if you're looking at a vitamin C with like a, that's enhanced with uh, vitamin E and ferulic acid, all these things are going to enhance it and give you more benefit. So again, it goes back to kind of being aware of the ingredients. It's not unlike when patients, like friends, I get this a lot. They'll say, Hey, um, I'm thinking about getting this laser treatment done. What do you think? But it's like, I often will say, well, what is, what machine are they going to use? What's the wavelength of the machine? Is this appropriate for your skin type? So it's the same thing. Like, wait, you, yes, a lot of products can do a lot of things, but wh where are you getting it? What's in it? Did you look at the active ingredients? Um, how is it going to help you? I love that you talked about sort of the hierarchy of where the brands are. Um, and then also, you know, is there certain ingredients too that um, you would feel are like an absolute no for the skin that are maybe sometimes put in skincare, you know, because there's a lot of, a lot of this thought out there that, or I don't know if it's a myth. So that's why I'm asking you is, you know, that in Europe, everything is so cleaner. So just because it comes from Europe, it's better from you because certain things that are manufactured in the U S have all the stuff in them that we didn't, I have had a lot of patients buy stuff on the internet. And of course the internet is also adds a whole layer of complexity because now everybody can get everything from anywhere. That's like, oh, well, it comes from Europe. It must be good because it doesn't have all the stuff in it that we put in it here. Right. I mean, yes, they definitely have really strict regulations um, that, you know, I've dealt with clients having to kind of navigate that. Um, I think the most chemists would know and like there are ingredients that go into skincare that have become, you know, like big no-nos, like we can't have this, but they actually aren't necessarily um, proven to actually be problems. It's just because they become a buzzword. So we all kind of get, oh no, we can't use that. Or it's not clean or it's not, you know, coming from 
the best resource. And I think that's why it's really important to know where you're also buying it from. Like we going back to the professional grade, the medical grade. When I refer my patients for like before I had my own skincare line, I, I had very specific people that I would refer them to um, our companies because I knew where their quality was coming from, what they're making and how much effort they're putting into it. And so these are Things that like you don't want to just jump and buy what you see on a TikTok video um, because you don't know the background to it. You don't know what's gone into it. Yeah. Plus that influencer 100% is getting paid to use it and tell you that's the most amazing thing for their skin. Um, you know, when your skincare line, um, Skin Sutra by Dr. Suzanne, um, you know, when I um, look at it and I would love for you to share that with our listener. It's really, um, from my understanding, based on this idea that there are these really highest, best, good key ingredients for your skin. And that really sort of the luxury comes in only using the most quality ingredients um, that are going to do the you know most powerful things for your skin. Yes. So what um, where I really kind of come from is that we want to not just be about the buzzwords. I want, you know, I can provide you the result with one moisturizer, right? Where I'm bringing together like the anti-aging piece, um, say for example, collagen peptides, I'm bringing the hyaluronic acid because that's gonna pull your moisture. Um, it's gonna have, certain botanicals in it that are going to enhance like um, the effect of the moisturizer and to like kind of work with um, with aging you know you have a lot of exposure like people don't realize like there's sun exposure but we also have a lot of environmental exposure and so these things are affecting your skin so how does aloe vera inside of a product help you because it's decreasing that inflammation that irritation that happens now we know it's like a little bit on a micro level we don't always know that it's happening and we may see it more as like a little bit of redness or a little patch of dry skin and so what we're trying to do is say hey this product is going to tackle this it's going to tackle this and it's going to tackle this but you don't have to have three separate products that are saying they're going to tackle the same thing um but because my goal is for you to use it and um you know when people and i i often joke what's the best skincare and I say, it's the skincare you actually use because you're going to get the benefit of that, right? Um, you know, and, and there's different degrees to it. Of course, you know, any moisturizer is going to help a little bit because it's going to provide moisture, but does it have the um, collagen peptides? Is it going to go in the peptides are so collagen, there's a misleading um, uh, molecule. Like when people say, oh, there's collagen in it. Collagen is a very large molecule. It actually doesn't absorb into the skin. It's the peptides that do. So the peptides mm -hmm. are gonna go into your skin and stimulate your natural collagen. Um, to me, the external collagen, the one that's gonna stay on the outside of your skin is fortifying your skin. It's strengthening it, making it more resistant to that environmental damage that's coming at you. And um, so like it certainly has its place it helps and it's those peptides that get in but it's also you need that hyaluronic acid to help pull the water so that you get the benefit and the um, kind of fullness that you want and then you want your anti-inflammatory ingredients in and then you know some of the natural herbs and botanicals that are uh 
in our world, in our environment, do have a benefit. Like say for example, cucumber extract, right? It's soothing, it's cooling. Um, so these are the things you kind of want to start looking at. And I use a lot of those also after laser treatments to kind of help calm down the skin temporarily before I even send the patient out into the world. I do love how, you know, for those of you who are watching this on video, she just completely went into her zone of genius. So I'm sure everybody can hear that too, but I was just mesmerized here watching because you can always tell when somebody steps into their zone of genius and there's something that just changes by the way they talk about it. And thank you so much. Like, you know, I'm an aesthetic medicine doctor. I absolutely recommend skincare to my patients. And I can tell you a hundred percent that that knowledge base you have on really how the products work together and what's best for your skin and how the science behind that, the cream and the serum works is like next level that I could not ever achieve. So thank you so much. Um, what are, What is sort of the process like if, you know, somebody or a company or person develops a new skincare line like what is the process like from when you have that conception to how it gets to the market that's a great question because we always joke that everyone wants a skincare line like it was actually hard for me to find a marketing company because every time I would call them they're like oh we want to do a skincare line too and I'm like but I'm doing the skincare line and so um it's you know Skincare feels and looks very glamorous, right? And so I think that's why everyone always has like a little bit of an interest in it. And um, and it is, like I said, like when I was a teenager and I got to participate in those shows and do different things, there's definitely an element to it, but it is a lot of work and a lot of planning. Like you have to, one, um, why are you doing it? Who are you targeting? Um, you know, who's your audience? What's your goal? Like, are you trying to provide like a mass market, a 99 cent store product? Or are you trying to provide something that's um, high grade professional, maybe for very specific skin issues? And um, then it's a matter of finding who's going to be your manufacturer. So you have to, and that takes some work, like what kind of manufacturer are you looking for? And there are very expensive manufacturers. Um, and then there are manufacturers that are like smaller that maybe can't accommodate all your um, needs and wishes, but it'll be more personal and customized. Um, and I think what then, like, so once you kind of decide, okay, these are going to be the products I want, this is who's going to make it. Now I have to find the right containers. And there's a whole process with containers because what are they made of? Are you doing glass? Are you doing plastic? Are you doing clear? Are you doing white? You know, all this stuff. What kind of lid does it have? How should it pour out? Um, plastic is so interesting because there are plastics that are so hard, you can't actually squeeze out anything from them. There's airless technology that um, that's what we use and people sometimes freak out because in the airless technology, you actually have to pump it many times to bring the product up at the initial use. So sometimes it takes a little bit of effort, but these technologies are actually all driven to like help reduce waste um, and minimize like the packaging. Uh, and so, you know, all of, for a lot of us, we want to really get towards sustainable packaging. So those are things to, again, to think about, like, are, what kind of line are you going to have there? Um, and then, it, you, then you have to get a logo, you have to get um, all your printing done. So you're pulling all this together, right? And this is kind of where I talk about, it's, it's, hard, it's not easy. And um, say as a physician, right? We, when you go through medicine, it's kind of prescribed. Like you're, 
you're going to apply to medical school. You're going to go through your training. You're going to go to residency. You're going to do a fellowship. You're going to have a, your first job. And then when you're starting your own business, it's what I call the wild, wild west. It's, it's your path and you create it, but you don't always know which route to go. And so sometimes you get, it's the discomfort, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I, I will be honest. I got very stuck on containers. So um, I, I met you, Judith, in the Empowering Women Physicians group, and that really kind of helped me launch from one level to the next because I just couldn't quite get out of the discomfort of like, what bottle type should I use? Should it be white? Should it be black? Should it be teal? And um, you can really be caught up in that. And then you kind of go back into this safety and security of like doing what everyone else does or, um, okay, I'm not going to do this at all. So it, a lot of the difficulty is the mindset that goes behind it and helping you launch. And because um, you can have everything lined up, right? I even already had, for me, getting the product was the, actually the easiest part of it. It's doing all the other pieces. Um, and so my advice to anyone wanting to do it, do your homework, know your target audience, what ingredients do you wanna work with? What's kind of like your objective, your goal? Um, do you wanna kind of create feel good product line or like really targeted for skin conditions and then what's your look you want how are you going to market this are you going to be on social media social media is you know not just like the simple easy jump in and you are going to be an instant success overnight it takes a lot of work and then it's also um, your mindset so it you know um the founder of the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo, always says discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And that is how you really get there, is to go through the pain points of it. Absolutely. That was fascinating. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, I, I think there is so many steps that go behind it. And it's interesting how you say that you were stuck on containers, because before this conversation, like, you know, I don't think that I would have thought you were stuck on containers, like, right, we would have thought you were stuck on, do I put vitamin C or whatever in there? And you're like, that's the easy part. Like, I knew that before I started. And then, you know, we talk about, we haven't even talked about distribute distribution, who's going to sell it? Are you going to sell it direct to consumer? Or are you going to try to get into one of the big stores? Or what are you going to do? Um, but, you know, some of the things that this really brought up for me is, um, you know, sometimes like that whole idea is that the perfection is really the enemy of progress is that you, if you are like, sometimes you have to show up imperfect in a messy world, right. And be okay with, you know, living with your decision on ex, instead of like spending three more years trying to find the exact right shade of teal that you envision in your minds. Right. <laughs> Um, and, and I see that a lot when people come to me trying to, you know, build their businesses, maybe in aesthetics or other ways that like, it'll be something like, oh, well, I just can't pick this chandelier. And I'm like, you're, you're not opening because you can't pick the chandelier. Like, are people coming for the chandelier? You know, but it is, it, it becomes this like mental roadblock. And the only thing that moves us forward are decisions, right? 100%. I mean, it is just amazing how we can just really get caught up in that. And, and you're right. I was really caught up in like, oh, I don't know. Like, 
you know, does the logo go in the middle? Should it go at the bottom of the container? There's all these little things, but sometimes you just make a decision and you run with it because you're not stuck there forever. You can always change it. Yeah, um, you can change the logo. You can change the packaging. I mean, people repackage all the time. Like even with the brands that we carry, it seems like every third time we reorder, the packaging has somewhat changed. And I don't know if that's because of they wanting to change something or now with all the global shortages they're facing, whoever was supplying their air pumps is suddenly going up in price or not supplying it anymore. And, you know, it doesn't really affect us as much as probably as the manufacturer developer you think it will. Well, and I, I did have that face that issue because I launched my skincare line in the pandemic, right? Uh -huh. So now like, you know, you can't get a full set of everything in a matching stream. And, um, but you know, the container manufacturers were like, it's okay, people mix and match. So they were talking me through it, which was kind of interesting. And, um, and, and they were hundred percent right. I don't even think like, if I'm thinking about what's in my shower and my bathroom, I'm not looking at every nitty gritty piece of it. Right. So you, um, have to kind of just move it forward um, find what works for you, what works for the product that's going into it and what's going to keep it easy. Again, going back to that whole simplified model of, you know, getting it out there. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the secrets do you think to your success, um, with sort of developing a skincare line and living the life that you live? Oh, I love that question. Well, I think that being the skincare line has allowed me to uh, flex my creative muscle. And uh, I really enjoy that. You know, you get to um, be creative in what products you're bringing to the table, in your design work, in your education, um, what you're doing on social media. So it's, it's, interesting that way. It's a little bit different than medicine, which is a little more, you know, uh, kind of more sciencey, more cut and dry versus like cosmetics, which is still based in science, but it's, it has an element of creativity. It's a little bit of fun. Um, and I really feel strongly that skincare is a self-care. So I, in my journey, have decided that it, while there's this element of where people want to look good. I really think it stems from wanting to feel good. Um, when you, it's just like, say you you buy a new outfit and um, you feel good, or you come in and you maybe do a laser treatment, you feel good. When you engage in your skincare, when you take that step in the morning to like put on your sunscreen or to wash your face or put on your um, collagen cream, collagen peptide cream, um, <laughs> you you are going to feel like I did something for myself and it gives you a little mental health boost. And it's just like when you exercise in the morning and you feel so great, the rest of the day, you're like, you know, I've got a workout in it's similar to that. And I can't tell you like the best feedback I get is my friends, my clients, my patients who say, I feel so good today because I took care of my skin and thank you. Thank you for, you know, bringing this, um, information, this education into my life, and now I can use it. And now when they have that like kind of little boost and they feel energized, they're empowered to go out there and do things. So to me, skincare is really about bringing confidence um, in. It, it's kind of, that's what I feel like people are buying. They just are buying a 
feel better, confidence, and, and is what I call skinfidence because that's what they're coming in for. And that's what I feel like I can give um, them in skincare. For, um, and I think there's an element to it that can be lighthearted. You know, it doesn't have to be heavy. Um, if you don't like it, you can change it. Uh, there's a lot of options. Yeah, I, I, I really love that. And I, I, I kind of, I guess, want to add a couple of things. So number one, I always talk about leaning into sort of your unique superpower. And I feel like you're a perfect example of somebody who's doing that because you're a physician and aesthetic medicine doctors, you definitely have the science, you have, um, you know, the manufacturing and the backing of a chemist who's a mom and that whole experience. And you clearly have a passion for it. I mean, you light up when you talk about it, you know, so much about it. You want to learn so much more about it. And, uh, you know, you love your why the end consumers. So I feel like for you, it's just like that perfect marriage of what is possible based on all the circumstances of your life. And, you know, whatever that is for somebody, like that is always what they should lean into. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think a lot of it also kind of got triggered in the last few years. I, I get so many patients coming in that are older women, women that are 70 plus. And it kind of got me curious, like, what's, what, you know, I am not going to make this dramatic change with like non-surgical uh, aesthetics. And so what drives people in? And it is just this desire um, to kind of do something for themselves and to engage and connect. And I think even for myself, um, the level of dedication I have to my own skincare has changed so much just since I entered into my fifties. And, you know, as women, your body is changing, right? There through every decade of life, but certainly after you have babies or as you um, get into your forties, fifties, sixties, and your skin is changing with it. And so what are you doing? How are you going to take care of yourself and um, reflect that? And then talk about it because that's another thing in aesthetics in general, because there are some like stigma on it sometimes like, oh, you go and do treatments or, oh, you're buying this and, but it's okay. Like if you don't want to do it, it's okay. Be natural, be yourself. But if you want to do it, it's also okay. Like have fun. I think skincare, makeup, I love, it's all fun. And, um, and it's a way to take care of yourself. But if we don't talk about it, those of us in this industry, then we don't normalize it for people to say, hey, it's okay to use and give it a try. Yeah, and it's not just vanity, right? Because what you talked about was really what's beyond vanity. Of course, we all want to be seen. We all want to like what we see in the mirror. We all, you know, I think especially women as they age, I kind of listened to this very thought-provoking podcast where, we're, where they're talking about sort of the invisibility that comes with being an, a woman of a certain age, right? Um but yeah, I mean, it, it can be so much more than that, right? It can really elevate the way you feel, the way you act, the way you go through the world. And therefore, you know, your effect on others and what you're able to accomplish with your life. And yes, it is fun. Yeah, right. Exactly. And yes, there that invisibility piece, I think when I was a young aesthetic doctor and I started in my thirties, so I was always much younger than my patients for a long time. Now I'm the same age as them. And so at that time, I didn't quite understand what they were going through. I was just having fun doing the treatments. 
And um, I think that's what I love about skincare is that it's my way of like saying, here, you can do this at home. You can do this anytime for yourself. You don't have to rely on me in my office to provide that for you. So I have another question about collagen going back. We've talked a lot about collagen and I think you're the perfect person to talk. You know how the like collagen supplements that you put in your coffee and whatever are super popular. What is the science effect on those, if any, on your body, skin joints? Are they worth it or not? That is a great question. So it's something that all of us like in this kind of side of it, we talk about it a lot because I don't think that it's been proven to work. But at the same time, it hasn't been proven to not work. And so I think that everyone is in the space of like, let me try it and let's see if it helps. And um, my personal belief is that it's not going to make that much difference. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that just our natural diet, you know, staying healthy, doing um taking care of our bodies and all that is going to help us more. But I encourage people if they want to try it to do so. In terms of like specific studies, I don't, I'm not able to cite that because I think those are things that are still evolving. Yeah, I had, I had never found a scientific answer either because, you know, the few things that are written about it are really not very science-based if you're a true scientist and want to evaluate it in the, in the name of science. So I just wanted to ask you, because it's a question I guess I'll ask all, all the time in terms of, you know, the collagen powder that people take. So yeah. you, it's the same thing by uh, like taking vitamin C um, by mouth, like ingesting it. And um, the school of thought is that actually topical vitamin C penetrates your skin better than oral vitamin C um, to your skin. So while oral vitamin C boosts your immune system, it doesn't necessarily like reflect in your skin in the same way. Oh, yay. Look at that. You got a bonus two for one Mythbuster right here. All right. Before we kind of go into what it is that you're doing, is there another kind of secret you could share with us of the skincare or skin manufacturing industry that maybe the average person would have no idea about? Well, there's lots. Let's pick one. I think um, a controversial area is eye cream. Do you need eye cream like separate from your moisturizer? And I myself have gone back and forth on this uh, because like, do, do we, is what's going to be more special in eye cream um, versus any moisturizer, right? They're all going to have some of those, uh, like the good ones are going to have those key ingredients. But what it really is, is that it's designed for that thin, delicate skin, right? And so we, we often say also you can use it on your neck because that area is also like thin, delicate skin. And um, when it is, so now this goes away a little bit from me staying simplified, but when you have something that's designated eye cream, you're going to be more cognizant of using it and applying it around the eye. I think there's this tendency when people throw on their moisturizer, they throw it on and they don't actually get around the eyes. Same with actually sunscreen. You wanna really kind of get around the eyes. You know, you can actually still get skin cancers um, in the eyelid areas. So I think that's one area that people are not sure and they often ask about. Um, we can get into lots of conversation about preservatives, um, which is always a little bit uh, dicey, um, but there's a lot of buzz on like say paraben free um, and that like a, as a preservative and other various ones over the years. And um, 
I think that depending on, you know, how your chemist formulates and the quality of their formulations and the degree to which um, they utilize some of these products, they're not causing the harm that a lot of people think they are. Um, it's hard to take people away. Like once a buzz is out there, you kind of have to go through with it. And so you just, you know, you understanding, you know, where consumers are at or what's in the people's mind, you kind of work with it, but you don't have to be afraid always. And then I'm going to give you my last one, which is SPF, because this one drives me crazy. Yes, love it. Yes. So everyone's always like, what SPF do I use? And your sun, SPF is the sun protection factor, right? It's going to, and there's different, there's like SPF 30, SPF 15, SPF 30, SPF 45, SPF 50, SPF 60, SPF 70, you name it. Um, and do you need a higher degree of SPF? Now, the difference is that you're at SPF 30, you're getting about 93% coverage of um, sun protection. At SPF 15, you're getting 85%, just to give you that baseline. So SPF 30 is 93%, SPF 45 is 94%, SPF 50 is 95%. So you can see it's a really tiny difference, but the amount of now more chemicals that are coming into play are increasing. So just because it's the highest number of SPF doesn't mean you need to get caught up in that it's gonna be better because it's not necessarily better. And I do, it's more important that you use the sunscreen and that you apply it liberally. So that's the other thing people don't realize that you actually wanna like really kind of put a large amount on and get good coverage. So those are things to keep in mind because I think sunscreen is, you know, one that we should all be using the most. If you do nothing else, use sunscreen. It's like your best anti-aging. It's gonna protect your skin. It's gonna help you uh, prevent cancer. And, um, but there's all these like auras around it. Like, oh, I need the bigger number to be better. And it's not so nice. SPF 30 is normally what we say, and there's obviously science behind it because SPF 30 is like that 93%, and every kind of decimal or multitude increase of that gives you a small additional protection. Right. It's just a tiny increment better. Even though we all feel better when we slather our children in SPF 100, right? <laughs> Even right. though I, I have, I'm the one that has my kid in those like full body suits. And that is the best thing because I don't have to like, I mean, other than the face and like whatever part of the leg stick is out, I don't have to like wiggle a bunch of toddlers and small children to reapply when they're playing in the, in the water. Absolutely. And it, I will say it gets trickier. Um, the darker someone's skin is. So it's definitely a little bit more of a battle with people who are brown skinned and black skinned because they there's this idea that you, you do have more melanin in your skin. It does protect you more than someone who's got white skin, but you still are at risk for cancer. And, and the cancers that occur in darker skinned individuals are actually tend to be more severe by the time they're uncovered. So you still want to protect yourself and, and stay covered. Oh my gosh. Yes. If you're going to spend all this money on your cosmetic treatments and your skincare, please wear a hat, wear sunglasses, keep yourself protected. Yeah. And, and, you know, now they're making actually some, there's some brands that make some pretty cute stuff, even for adults that have like, you know, the long sleeve bathing suits and all of that stuff. Like it's, it's starting to get pretty cute. It really is right. And it's becoming more acceptable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
We've talked a lot about your skincare line. Um, if somebody's interested, and I hope lots of people are, will you tell us sort of where you can find it? Can people buy it directly? How how can they find out more about your skincare line and how can they get a hold of it? Oh, yes, of course. So yes, definitely. Um, you can go, we're online. We are an e-commerce site. So skinsutra.com is our website and you can buy it there. Um, I offer skincare consults that are with no charge. So if people really want to kind of explore a little more, understand what's going to be best for their skin type or their skin conditions, they can uh, schedule that and set that up. Uh, again, our goal is to get people using it, um, like, you know, enhancing their skin, um, being able to get the best for what they need. Um, and so that's where they can go is skinsutra.com. We're also very active on Instagram. Skin Sutra official, and uh, we just launched our TikTok site. So, yeah, that's interesting. I have a few interns doing that, so it's a little bit um, a younger vibe there. But and then I um, am working uh, my YouTube channel, which is just kind of at the start, is really where I want to start. I'm going to be providing more information about skincare ingredients. It's really kind of the science behind it is the goal with that, and so. Um, that's where people can go to learn more just about like the why, like what's in it. Why do I use it? Um, there's, it's, it, it's always easy to shop, you know, online or it's easy to reach out or, but you can go through any of the social media sites and just like click on those, you know, the link in the bio um, and that will really help. And for those, you know, interested in, even launching their own skincare lines or developing things like that, um, you know, do your research and um, find your motivation, reach out to me because I, again, I do provide the manufacturing background as well. Um, we launched, we have launched a lot of skincare um, lines over the many years and a lot of them have been very successful and you can, I, can't divulge who, but it's um, amazing watching their trajectories uh, over time. And I will say, I'm going to add this one little piece. We talked about containers. One of our oldest clients who have been, you know, are everywhere now, their packaging has not changed in the 25 years I've known them. And it is not even very cute packaging, but it works. They, they have done well with it. So, you know, sky's the limit. You can do it all. So, yes, I was going to just mention that too. Dr. Suzanne does it all. Not only does she do her own skincare, she obviously does a setting medicine as she's talked about. Um, you know, she is now a YouTuber and TikToker. Um, she does do some entrepreneurial and business coaching um, for other business owners in the space. Um, so that's also something that you do that we haven't even had a chance to talk about. Um, but going back to the aesthetic medicine piece, one question I like to ask everybody. What is your favorite treatment to receive and what is your favorite treatment to perform? That's a great question. So yes, probably my favorite treatment to perform is uh, resurfacing treatments. I love doing those because I feel like um, the patients are really vested. We get into it. I'm spending all this time with them as I'm doing their treatment and they see a lot of visible change and they really engage then with their aftercare, their skincare and all that. Um, 
you know, I really like it all, Judith. I'm always, whenever I've done any of my trainings, I'm always the first person to jump up and be like, I'll be the guinea pig, try it out on me. So I, um, I'm a little limited um, with brown skin. You have to be a little more thoughtful, which laser you jump up for, but, you know, and Botox is a great treatment for everyone because you see, you really see the results. So if I have to recommend anything, that's going to be it. And that's going to yeah. be what I do. Well, again, thank you so much. We're going to obviously link everything in the bio and it was such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and your sort of behind the scenes of the skincare and skinceutical industry with our listeners. Absolutely. And I really enjoyed being here. I also wanted to add that you can buy it from my office if you happen to live in Northern California in the Bay Area, that is where I'm practicing. Yes, you can absolutely go see Dr. Suzanne for all of your treatments. What is the name of your office so we can shout that out too? Of course, it's called the Laser Center of Walnut Creek. All right. So as I said, it will all be in the bio. Um, I always just like to have them sort of audio as well for somebody who's listening to this, um, you know, on their phone while they're walking, you know, or driving, obviously while you're driving, don't look up her site, but let's say you're kind of walking your dog and you want to quickly check out the site that way it's kind of fresh into in everybody's ear as well. Thank you so much. And you are fabulous. And I think you're really an example for a lot of people, what is possible. So thank you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's just, it's having fun. It's just kind of exploring, being on the journey, having fun, we got to showcase our products recently at an Oscars related event. And the energy was just fabulous, right? And these are people really interested. They're coming to talk to you. You're talking to them. So there's just so much available that if we allow ourselves to go out there and explore and try new things, um, whether it's just your skincare, whether it's in your activities, your business, your life, please go for it. Take your, take your confidence, your skin confidence and do it. Well, those are some amazing par parting words. So everybody, we will see you next time. And let us know if you have any questions or if you have any questions for Dr. Suzanne. Bye. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor podcast with Dr. Judith Borger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.